Hello and welcome to The Pound in Your Pocket, the weekly business and finance news briefing for students. I'm Link Brown, and these were the main stories this week. Germany said that it would no longer approve the Nord Stream 2 gas-structured route to supply Germany and other European nations with natural gas from Russia over Russia's actions in Ukraine. Rio Tinto, a UK-Australian mining company, will pay out $16.8 billion in dividends to its investors, the second-highest dividend payout in the history of the FTSE 100. And the UK government revealed that it will lower the amount graduates have to be earning per year to start repaying their student loan from £27,295 to just £25,000. The Ukraine crisis deepened this week. Two eastern regions of Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, which declared independent from Ukraine in 2014, were formally recognised by Russia. Russia then moved troops into Donetsk and then launched a full-scale invasion of all of Ukraine. The fighting continues now. Western nations have stepped up their game in the face of Russia's bolder actions, imposing economic sanctions on key Russian individuals and businesses, i.e. punishing them by blocking access to foreign markets, freezing their bank accounts and so on. Germany made a big decision this week too. It decided not to approve Nord Stream 2, a massive gas pipeline owned by Russian oil company Gazprom, which had been planned to double the volume of natural gas flowing to Germany every year. This decision came as a surprise to many observers, as Germany is heavily dependent on Russian gas. Indeed, 55% of its gas imports are from Russia. To make matters worse, Germany's former Chancellor Angela Merkel closed German nuclear power stations and coal-fired power stations in an attempt to reduce CO2 emissions. Germany has pledged to entirely ditch nuclear energy by this year and coal-fired power stations by 2030, but without an alternative gas supplier or an alternative energy source, Germany looks like it will continue to be reliant on Russia. So Olaf Scholz, Germany's current Chancellor, made a brave decision. However, Russia doesn't seem too worried, and for many of the same reasons I've just listed. Russian officials expect that, ultimately, Germany will fail to find a viable alternative energy source to replace Russian gas in the next five to ten years, the Financial Times reports. And much of German industry is unhappy with this decision. The supply of Russian gas is vital to its operations. Even as Germany, like other developed nations, is aiming to go net zero, i.e. to release no new CO2 emissions, natural gas is seen as the best transition fuel as countries slowly ditch coal and oil. So that leaves Germany and its big industrial giants with very few options. The Russians are fond of chess, so they've probably spotted that Germany has just made an unexpected and bold move, but it's far from checkmate for Russia. For Rio Tinto, a huge UK-Australian mining company, it was as if Russia never invaded this week. Rio Tinto is basking in the sunshine of fantastic profit results, $21 billion last year, which was almost 60% higher than the year before. Many commodities, including iron ore, copper and aluminium, have shot up in price recently. That's perfect for a mining company like Rio Tinto and explains their golden performance. Now, many large companies, but not all, pay out dividends. Dividends are the divided profits of a company which are given out to shareholders. Therefore, the higher a company's profits, the higher its dividends will be. This week, Rio Tinto paid out $16.8 billion in total to its shareholders. That's the second highest dividend in the history of the FTSE 100, 
the UK's main stock exchange, where all the companies list their shares that the public can buy and sell in. This reflects the company's recent shining results. As long as Rio Tinto continues to strike gold, its shareholders will remain happy. British university students and recent graduates will know the dread that comes with the thought of repaying their student loans. At the moment, though, graduates only start making student loan repayments on their income when they start only £27,925 a year. And, currently, a graduate student loan will be written off after 30 years, meaning that they won't have to keep making repayments, even if they haven't repaid the total amount they owe by that time. However, the government is concerned that too many people aren't repaying their student loan in full. It expects 54% of student loans never to be paid back in full. So things are changing for students who start university this September. After those students graduate, they'll start paying back their student loan when they start earning £25,000 a year. And, get this, their student loans will instead be written off after 40 years, a whole 10 years later than current students. The government has said that these are sensible, sustainable changes, which will help the state to get back more money from student loans. Others disagree, criticising the move as unfair to low-earning students. Martin Lewis, the famous financial advice guru who heads Money Saving Expert, said that the changes mean that so-called student loans are now really working lifelong graduate tax. Ouch. Future governments will doubtless continue to tinker with student loans and how and when they have to be repaid, but the need for the state to recoup the money it lends to students every year has to somehow be balanced with the need for fairness, especially for graduates who enter the job market on the lower end of salaries. Making them pay earlier and for longer will saddle them with the burden that their parents and grandparents never had to carry. So maybe don't splash out in a graduation gown then. That's the latest this week. You can follow The Pound of Your Pocket on Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can share your thoughts on the podcast. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Join me next Sunday for your weekly business and finance news briefing. <laughs> <laughs>